what's going to happen? What does the outlook of things look like for my life, right? And so, of course, this is one of those things where it's like you want it so bad until you get it. And once I got it, I was kind of like, no, 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 no. Like, it's not something that, like, everyone knows about and, you know, everyone is going to, like, feel bad and, you know, all this other stuff. No, it's, it's in your head. Have you tried yoga? Maybe you should see a psychologist. Are you stressed? Change your diet. Acupuncture. Trust stretching. Sleep? You've been doing so well. Stop stressing. Anxiety. Functional? Functionality. 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 Welcome to the Functionality Podcast. I'm your host, Tasha. How are y'all functioning? If you're not functioning okay, that's totally fine because we are here to talk about your functionality. So what is the T on Functional Neurological Disorder, aka FND? I've asked a few people, I've polled a few people on my Facebook and other parts of my social media, and what the hell is FND? What are you trying to tell us about? Well, it is Functional Neurological Disorder, and let's just do a quick disclaimer. What qualifies you to talk about FND? What qualifies me to talk about it is that I live with it, and I think that is all the qualification that I absolutely need to be able to educate people about it and what it really is like to live with it and experience it versus just a doctor who tells you about it based off of what they see uh, a patient come in and present with. For someone who actually lives with it to hear how their day-to-day life is going, I think that makes me more than qualified. So look, if you Google FND, your top three websites are going to be rarediseases.org, then you're probably going to see neurosymptoms.org and fndhope.org and then there's probably going to be a national institute of health and they're like fact sheet neurosymptoms.org is actually the first website that i was given from my neurologist when i was diagnosed and what i noticed about it functional neurological disorder it actually can also be called there's several names for it several let's say synonyms for this disorder Seven. Let me just, okay. Seven. Seven plus names for this same disorder. I just, I can't even. Because tell me a disease or a disorder that has this many synonyms. I I can't think of any. I tried to think of some like, oh, well, no. No, there's subtypes of other disorders you know, like when it comes to lupus, like there's a, there's more than one type of lupus. But It's the same disorder, yet it has so many different names, and its name has been changed over the years. So we've got functional neurological disorder, functional neurological symptom disorder, functional movement disorder, conversion disorder, which is aka hysteria. So that's how, you know, the name has changed over the years, and I'll go into everything that it is if people don't know, but psychogenic seizures, psychogenic non-epileptic seizures, movement disorder, dissociative seizures, motor disorder, non-epileptic seizures, aka FND. Okay, for all intensive purposes throughout the show, I'm going to be calling it FND. Let's see, what is it though? What is functional neurological disorder? So it is a real, first of all, it's a real brain-based problem. It is a medical condition where there's a problem with the functioning of the nervous system and how the brain and body send and or receive signals. 
So it's not a structural disease, meaning that it can be pinpointed and saying, oh, hey, it's because you have a mass on your brain or, oh, it's because your nerves aren't sending any signals anymore or anything that's actual structural that you can like see and feel in the body. You can't. So something like multiple sclerosis, where it's very evident, it comes up in your test and you can see it, that's something that is easy to pinpoint. It's easy to say exactly what it is. There's really no gray area in it. But the problem with the functioning is the issue, yet it's called functional neurological disorder. It's pretty laughable because this is literally the least functional I've been in my entire life, but I have to tell people like, oh yeah, I have a functional disorder, which I mean, if you really dive into it, it really is, they named it correctly, but just hearing it, if you're not really like well-versed in medicine and like medical terminology, you'd be like, oh, so you're functional? And it's like, mm, yeah, kind of, but not so much. Oh, so it's neurological? Uh, I'm going to go into that later. So, okay, so we know that it's, you know, functional. We know that it's a problem with how like the brain sends and receives signals and the nervous system like responds to that but what are the symptoms there's like so many symptoms to this that it can be mistaken for or thought of as like other neurological conditions so there's a lot of ruling out to in order to receive a diagnosis for this because it could be mistaken for multiple sclerosis or fibromyalgia sometimes parkinson's sometimes epilepsy and then what happens is you have different kinds of symptoms but they don't show up on tests what are the symptoms my symptoms are as follows <laughs> no okay so my symptoms really it first started off as tremors the tremors is like was one of my main symptoms and i don't call it seizures um because well when i went to the neurologist originally she who wasn't the movement disorder specialist she literally looked at me and was like mm, those are no no seizures i've ever seen and so i looked at her like yeah what the hell is it then so it's interesting because that's like how it began with me it's just like little twitches and they just happened at night kind of as i was going to sleep and which now that i think about it going to sleep is when i have kind of like my biggest chances of getting going into an episode so it just started off as tremors at night and you know, it was kind of like, I don't know, I was in the middle of dealing with being diagnosed and having surgery for my endometriosis, which I think that was my trigger for my FND. Let's just throw that out there. But I was in pain for over a year um, dealing with endometriosis. And then I finally got the surgery. And so I, you know, was supposed to be good. And then right after that, I just really started like having the tremors increase. So it was like right after I had my surgery, which maybe it was a surgery, but the tremors increased and then it got to a point where like I was like, mm, they're just having it at night. So I was ignoring them. And then it increased to the point where I was having them during the day. And so even having them during the day, but like being able to like come out of it, like that was weird. Don't know what's happening. I was still kind of okay with it. But then when it started, like my, I had my first one when I was driving and I was terrified. And so that's when I started really taking things seriously. And I was kind of going downhill at that point. So I really needed to seek some help. So it started with my tremors and then developed into severe, severe, severe chronic fatigue to the point that like I would just cry because I was so tired all the time. It didn't matter what I did. It just felt like I was like steamrolled on a 
daily basis. Like waking up was like awful. And at the time I was at home, you know, we're in the middle of a pandemic, right? And so my daughter is at home. I have a daughter, by the way. I digress for just like two seconds. I just want to introduce her. Her name's Jalea, but I'll just call her Mommy Junior from here on out. And um, I just want to go ahead and put that out on episode one. Mommy Junior is my daughter because she thinks that she's my mom overall. But so Mommy Junior was virtual school and I'm barely doing anything, just kind of being the guardian, the person that's at home above, you know, over 18 to be with her. However, like the amount of naps that I had to take, the fact that like I bought a six foot beanbag, which is my saving grace. And I just lived on that thing. I kid you guys not. I pretty much lived on it. So the fatigue, so tremors, fatigue, and then the pain, the chronic pain of feeling as if I am like so elderly and I'm not. I am and was, well, I don't even know if I can still say am, but I'm going to speak it. I was a very, very active person. Like my Instagram used to be all me going to the gym completely. I mean, I have a whole new Instagram at this point, but that's all I used to post. I used to go to the gym all the time and I have been athletic my entire life. So the fact that my body hurts as bad as it does when I like stand in the kitchen and do dishes is pathetic to me it truthfully is like it kills me so my hip pain and back pain and shoulder pain and just so much pain and it's like why are you in so much pain from doing nothing i'm like tired of being tired of hurting from doing nothing so those are like my main symptoms and then on the bad bad days on my really bad episodes i lose my walking um i have very difficult or i have a very difficult time walking and you know i do the typical if you've never seen it i would suggest that you look it up because it's crazy that all of the people and all of the videos that i have seen we all have that same little wobbly walk and um there's this person on instagram and her handle is the wobbly mom and i think that's so funny because that's what I became is I just literally became like a wobbly person. So it looks like it. It looks like, yo, stop playing around and wobbling your legs, but it's it's legit. And then on the on the really bad days, like my legs, I lose my legs. And so it's like I, I know that they're there, but I lose the ability to really have that sensation. I see them, but there's no sensation that they're there. So that's that temporary paralysis. So those are just some of my symptoms, and obviously I don't have all the symptoms. This disorder has a very, very wide range of symptoms, and so it's just there's so much, so, 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 so much. But what happens is this disorder is stuck between neurological and psychiatry or psychological. So it's right in between. It is like, to me, it's like the gray area disease, which is like perfect for me because I've always been like the difficult case, no matter what kind of like sickness I was dealing with or whatever. So it's a gray area kind of disease. And also what it came from is like, if you've ever heard of hysteria in history, when the women, when their men, their husbands would go off to war, and they would have to deal with all the, you know, they would have to work and they would have to deal with other things at home and just deal with, you know, losing their husbands. A lot of them, you know, lost their lives and everything. They were hysterical. And so they started to exhibit symptoms. So, okay, it started as hysteria. And then, okay, Sigmund Freud came along and then dubbed it conversion disorder because it's like, oh, what's happening is you are converting some type of childhood trauma or some type of trauma that you've experienced and you're converting it into physical symptoms. But then as 
other people came about and they tried to diagnose them with conversion disorder. They're like, but bro, I don't have any trauma. I don't have anything. I really can't pinpoint any trauma that would have made these types of symptoms come about. And that's where like the stigma of this comes about is because people don't want to say that, oh, I'm having these problems because it's all in my head. And that is like the, the, the big overarching like gray cloud about FND, which is why it is probably why a lot of people haven't heard of it. Because if you're diagnosed with it, you're kind of like, I don't know how to like say that I deal with this or I don't know how to accept the fact that I deal with it. And there's nothing that you can see on a test. It doesn't show up on these tests. So if I, an MRI, my MRI has come back perfect. Uh, my blood work, it's perfect i had an eeg it's perfect meanwhile the whole time i'm having the eeg i'm having these tremors but i'm like so y'all don't see this but since it doesn't come up and it's not an issue with the actual waves in the brain and you can't see it on a test the clinicians and practitioners are like it's not quite neurological hun i literally asked my neurologist the one who diagnosed me i was like is this a neurological disorder and she kind of hesitated because i kind of was like give me the real you know i don't i don't need any bs i don't need you to beat around the bush with me what is it because i have you know i have some background history and i know a lot about you know the medical field i wasn't i was a certified emt medical assistant all that other stuff but she told me no no it's technically not a neurological disorder, and um, I haven't seen her since. However, it's not a neurological disorder. And so all she does every single time I speak to her is say, have you seen mental health? Have you followed up with behavioral health? Have you seen mental health? And I'm like, see, she's trying to push me in the direction of this conversion disorder. However, knowing what I know about myself and knowing what I know about psychology and mental health, and no, I'm not too good for it i don't think you know i don't have an issue with people who go to it honestly i know about the benefits of it i have a degree in psychology i was an rbt uh registered behavioral technician for six plus years i you know i have the history in it so i know about how good the field of psychology is and how necessary it is however the way that my symptoms arose and for like where i am in my life at this time i was like that's not going to help me for me to have to make these appointments and force myself to go to something that I don't believe I can do. I believe that I can help myself. And research just kind of showed me that what happens is the exact cause of FND is it's unknown. And so now that people are out of the fact of thinking that it is completely a psychological or 100% psych psychological disorder, now, you know, it's kind of like back to the drawing board. People want to know, like, what can you see? We've, we have, you know, more advanced technology and testing. We still don't know the exact cause. It happens to many different types of people and many different people who have different biological and social factors. So nothing adds up. So it's like, all right, here we go wide variety of symptoms, whole bunch of names, wide variety of names, wide variety of causes. So to me, that's why I call this like the junk drawer of all disorders, because it's just like, hey, let's throw a bunch of shit together and call it a disorder, which fine, that's fine with me. I am okay at this point in life. It's been, um, I wanna say, it's been about a year and a half since I got my diagnosis. And when I 
first was going, I needed, like I wanted a diagnosis. I did not know what was happening to my body. I did not know if I was going to be okay. I was concerned. Am I going to be able to, you know, live life with my partner? Oh, didn't mention him yet. My partner's name, the love of my life. Uh, his name is Keith, but I'm gonna call him Mr. Mahogany. And that's my nickname for him. Y'all can call him Keith. But Mr. Mahogany, so am I going to be able to spend the rest of my life with Mr. Mahogany? Am I going to be able to, like, travel and do the things that we plan to do? Am I going to be able to be in my child's life? I mean, she's only eight. And so, like, what do I have to prepare myself for was what I was trying to find out. Is this multiple sclerosis? Is this something that I'm going to be able to heal from? Do I need some sort of surgery? Do I need some sort of medicine? Do I have a mass in my brain, like, freaking out? And then to get the diagnosis of functional neurological disorder or conversion disorder, because that's really what's in my charts. Um, but I think that's just due to my insurance and my insurance is from the military because I used to be in the army. And I just think that their insurance codes are a little bit outdated. <laughs> so I think that's why we have conversion disorder on my chart, but I'm okay with it because here is how I kind of reasoned it for myself. I wanted a diagnosis because I wanted to know like what's gonna happen what does the outlook of things look like for my life right and so of course this is one of those things where it's like you want it so bad until you get it and once I got it I was kind of like no 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 like it's not something that like everyone knows about and you know everyone is gonna like feel bad and you know all this other stuff no it's it's in your head but like no it's not really all in your head even though your brain is in your head it's like a real brain based problem so coming to terms with that was a little bit of a struggle but I, I had to reason it and deduce it down like this okay one, I haven't died yet, so it must not be life-threatening. And two, I don't get worse by the day. So what am I going to do so that I can continue to live my life to have the highest quality of life that is possible? So that's, that's like where I stood. And I read in a book one day that says to be able to call a demon by its name is halfway of getting rid of him. So, all right, now I'm able to call it by its name. It's FND. All right, so then I needed to do more research on it. And what I found out is that it's like the most common disorder that you've never even heard of, the most common condition you've never heard of. And in the research, they are comparing it, researchers and, you know, statistics are comparing it to, oh, it's just as prevalent as, like, Parkinson's or multiple sclerosis. And I'm like, I call bullshit because I'd never heard of it, and I really like the medical field. Like, I, I know a lot of things about it. I like to learn about it. So how come I'd never heard of it? But then when putting pieces together and I'm like, uh, it's the same thing as conversion disorder. And then I'm like, wait, I'm offended because I know what conversion disorder is. But acceptance is the beginning of healing. And so that's really where I started my journey. That's really where I started my functional neurological healing journey because I just accepted it. I was like, all right, so it's, it's suggesting all these things, it's suggesting all these ways to fix it or to try to, you know, help those symptoms that I experienced. And none of these things are going to hurt me so some of the things that it's going to suggest as far as treatment is 
you know, yoga, meditation, changing your diet, exercising more, all the things that really you're supposed to do anyway to have a healthy lifestyle. So I was like, you know what? This might not be it, but this might be it. And if I keep fighting it and fighting it and trying to find a different doctor and trying to seek, you know, a third and fourth and fifth and sixth and seventh and eighth opinion, am I still going to be just as miserable as I am right now? And so I decided, what if I do try the interventions that are that are mentioned, the interventions that are suggested? I bet you it wouldn't do me any harm. If anything, it could do me some good, even if it's not the exact things that need to happen, even if there are still questions that I need answered. If I do these things, I bet you that it could help. So I did. I started doing some of those things and I got to the point where I'm like, listen, if I'm going to have to live with this disease, I want to live with it on my terms. So I'm not going to live with it. It lives with me. It's going to have to go with the things that I want to do. It's going to have to be in the background. It's not going to be the foreground and just like the actual definition of who I am. It doesn't, it's not going to define me. I'm still going to be me. I am still going to accomplish the things that I want to accomplish in life. I am still going to watch my child grow up. I am still going to have a wonderful relationship with Mr. Mahogany. And I am still going to make an impact because that's like what I'm here to do is to make an impact in the world. And even though I look at this as such a sinister disease because I'm okay enough to still look normal and do normal things. I can do the things and I look okay, right? However, Sometimes I'm sick enough to feel miserable and it's like more often than not I feel miserable and have to mask it So it's not a completely invisible illness because people can see tremors people can see seizures people can see the fact that you know You are in pain that you're actually in pain people could see if you you know throwing up but they can't see nausea People can see the fact that your pain your your face looks like you're in pain, but they can't see the pain but it is invisible enough to hide from all tests, <laughs> to hide from all medical tests that will actually show something. So the only way to really diagnose it is for someone to show positive signs on a what's called like a Hoover's test. And that's where basically like you can be exhibiting your symptoms and then like they distract you from it and then the symptoms decrease and so that is a positive sign is the fact that your symptoms decrease when you're distracted. So literally they will have you count backwards from 70 by threes or something like that but it actually kind of works and so I, what did i have to do one time i was in a doctor's appointment i was in the office and i started exhibiting symptoms like i'm shaking i'm doing my little tremors or whatever and she was like i need you to say the months of the year backwards and i was like what and she was like just say the months of the year backwards so i'm over here like don't you see what's happening to me like i'm shaking <laughs> and so I started saying the months of the year backwards and I guess taking your focus away from what is happening and making your brain focus on and produce something else, some other tr uh, area of thought, some other train of thought, then it actually kind of decreases the symptoms. And I think that's super crazy, but we're still learning about the brain and everything that comes with it. So. Whoo! That is what the heck functional neurological disorder is. And I know I said a whole, 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 whole lot, but I just, this is episode one and it really is just 
breaking down exactly kind of what this podcast is going to be about. And then each week from here on out, I'm going to just really dissect little pieces of different, you know, symptoms and how we function. So, or how I function. And then I can't wait to get some feedback and for people to send me messages about what I might need to talk about or what they're interested in, or maybe questions that they have. I really want nothing more than to just be a resource because there's so, there's, I would, I don't want to say so many, there's quite a few pages that talk about FND, but it's just like an overview. That's what I keep seeing is this same overview of like, what are the symptoms? What is it called? What causes it? And what can you do as far as therapies? And that's not enough. Like that's literally just not enough. I think if I had someone to listen to and to turn to, to kind of give me the inside view of what it's like to live with the disorder instead of just like what the doctors think that people live like or just writing down like the prevalence of this. That's not helpful when I'm on the floor. That's not helpful when I'm only 30 years old and I'm falling on the way to the bathroom. That's not helpful when I'm driving and then all of a sudden I'm dissociating and I feel like I'm in an um, unsafe situation. So that's what I'm here for is to just give you guys the tea on what it's like to live with this disorder and push through it and to remain positive through it. My mantra is to be intentional, be faithful, and be humble. And that helps me every single day. So hope this has blessed you guys. And I cannot wait to come back for episode two. Episode two is going to be a good one. So as I said before, be intentional, be faithful, and be humble.